Welcome in the Jock Market. We are, ha- you know, this is titled the full wild card NFL strategy show, courtesy, of course, from here, brought to you by Jock Market. We'll tell you everything about Jock Market because the whole show is Jock Market, the home of the stock market. That's right. We've turned DFS into stocks. Buy low, sell high. You know the routine. Eric Linquist is here to help you with any questions, any conversation you have steering about what to do with fair IPO price and beyond. Tyler is producing and the playoffs, my friend, have arrived. I wasn't going to bring up the fact that your team is out, that it was a miserable season for the Minnesota Vikings. We can focus on the positive, if you will, instead of that. How are you, Eric Lindquist? Yeah, a way to really get this show going off to a nice smooth start here with your co-host. Um, hey, we got rid of Zimmer. We got rid of <laughs> Spielman. Life is life is okay. Like things could be worse. We no could... one more you got to get rid of. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's he's a forty million dollar liability too. Is what that guy is. We'll see. <laughs> Always great. Is there ever been a lock? Has there ever been a lock for somebody to get COVID quite like week 17, Kirk Cousins? I feel like that was the stone cold lock of the century. It was absolutely. We've gone from the lock of the week to the year to the century. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, hey, I'm oh. ready for 2022. Let's run. Yes. Yes. I, I understand <laughs> my friend. I, I still have a game. I think left before I, I get do. ready for 2022. I don't think that this team, although I love them at nine, but still that's uh, neither here nor there on jock market so use our promo code first and foremost we want you to sign up hell you could sign up right now open up a new tab keep our show up listen to what eric has to say about everything this weekend sign up use our promo code awesome we'll match your first deposit up to 50 dollars, and then you can really have some fun so we know we're down to six games this weekend we have a couple on saturday interesting layout of the two sunday as well with the three and then this monday night game a couple of trilogies if you will <laughs> as well here and i'll steal that term from ben ross on the odd shop for betting show earlier but what are you thinking just overall as far as a, a place maybe you wanted to target doesn't even need to be a specific player but maybe a game specific that you were looking at that jumped out that you were thinking you know what let's start here to target yeah, so we we have six games, obviously, of two Saturday, three Sunday, one Monday. I'm not breaking any crazy news to anybody, but I got to say, for me on jock market and for me in DFS purposes, if you're looking for ways to try to get different to win big tournaments, if you're looking for ways to maximize some of your profitability, the story of my week is going to be second and third running backs on teams. Like, Ooh. it seems like there are so many of these teams, whether it's Tampa Bay how much can Leonard Fournette, like how much can he really take in for a workload? Ronald Jones is now doubtful. You've got Giovanni Bernard as somebody who's going to probably get activated off IR. You're going to have Keyshawn Vaughn, Le'Veon Bell. There are so many of these spots that are like that. You have Philadelphia with the trio of Miles Sanders. How much can he incur for a workload against a Tampa Bay team that is so good at stopping the run? You've got Boston Scott. Jordan Howard's going to be activated there as well. But Dallas, Tony Pollard is somebody that he's more of the electric back than what Ezekiel Elliott is. And come playoff time, you could just see him overtake a massive amount of workload. KC, we're looking at Clyde's yeah. Edward Allaire and Daryl Williams. I mean, it is truly across the board on pretty much every single team on this slate. Even a team like Buffalo, where Devin Singletary has been playing 75% plus of the snaps. Oh my if goodness. they get up in some of these games, you've got Zach Moss, somebody that can get a lot of carries. You know, for me, the really only secure spot is like a Joe Mixon or a Josh Jacobs where I'm feeling, yes, I can be all in on those running backs and be just fine because otherwise there are some second and third tier running backs that I have a lot of interest. And if they get in the box, you're going to want them. 
All right, let's look at this, because I, I think this is a fascinating place to start, my friend. And you can take out Mixon right away because he's going to be the top back. He's our top projected running back. He's going to be the guy you're going to spend the most for as far as a $13.62 fair IPO price. Jacobs, I'm just a little concerned about the game flow and desire to really get to him, but I can't fault that he's a great option as well. Even our projections have him just over 16 points. The two guys I wanted to focus on, one you brought up, another that's somewhat in uh, maybe a, a lighter version of this backfield example. Let's start with Singletary, because I, I totally agree. I, I like the Bills in this game, love the under in this game, but Singletary has clearly established himself. He, there's not that big of a difference as far as projection here versus saving some money on Jacobs and definitely saving some money on Mixon. But look, as good as the Patriots' pass defense is, Singletary and the Bills' offense should be able to move the football. And you mentioned it. Singletary is definitely the guy who has arrived as their top back. And then there's somebody who works in bunches. But look, Damian Harris is a touchdown, Eric, in five straight games. He has a TD in 10 of his last 11. And they're not even high-volume carry games. It's just goal-line scenarios. So those would be the two guys, based off of kind of talking about this running back scenario you brought up, that I would look at your thoughts, not necessarily in the backfield committee, but getting to initially. Yeah, it's it's such an incredible, incredible spot for De Devin Singletary. So once again, 90, uh, starting with week 14, 82%, 93%, 68%, 80%, and 76% of snaps. 68% being the lowest that we've seen in the allotment of five games here in a row. I think that he's somebody that vaults up there, but now my brain starts going here. So these are just, must win situations. And do I want Devin Singletary at the two yard line in there, as opposed to Zach Moss or Josh Allen making their way into the end zone? My vote is probably no in a lot of those scenarios. And Devin Singletary, as good as he's been, you saw last week where Zach Moss is starting to be somebody who's at least cycled in, in some of these spots. And so for me, it's just kind of like a, like a wait on jock market and see, or if they're so, so undervalued, I'm happy to be playing some of these guys uh, to be able to pick up shares at the absolute buy low of them simply yeah. because I think that you strategize, like you have to think about it a little bit differently where, yeah, during the regular season, Josh Allen probably wants to accumulate a ton of touchdowns. You probably don't do whatever, but Zach Moss is a big bolstering back there in that backfield. And I feel like he's going to be more of the guy mixed in. He did it at Utah. He did it, you know, last season, he was just kind of a, a little bit of a nuisance uh, in terms of just these goal line scenarios. But like, for me, that's going to be where I think you can really extract some value. And you touched on Damian Harris, another guy, him, Ramondre Stevenson, Brandon Bolden. I weirdly have the most interest in DFS of playing Brandon Bolden out of those three backs at their current okay. ownerships uh, in DFS, simply because of that passing game volume that can exist. He's basically taken the James White. I don't, I don't want to besmirch James White, considering he's one of the best pass catching backs of all time, but James White, that's kind of the role that Brandon Bolden's playing in this offense. I think that he is somebody that could be very, very, interesting to pick up on jock market the second that Buffalo goes up one or two scores. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if you have a tight game where the Patriots just haven't really sniffed the goal line, but they are moving the ball, maybe settling for some field goals mm -hmm. or, or what have you. And the game isn't out of hand, right? Because yeah. you're right. As soon as new England goes down and it's clear that they're going to rely more on Mac Jones than they probably feel comfortable with. I totally agree with you. You want to go to the guy who's involved in the passing game more often, but I do wonder if you could get 
And again, he's at $9 right now on mm-hmm. Osimo for our fair IPO value. But I wonder if the ball is moving, just not to the goal line. The game is still tight. You may be able to get Damian Harris, who, again, is the goal line machine mm-hmm. when it comes to that. You may be able to get him at, at a significantly lower price to where there's still a shot or two that they get back down there, back in the red zone. And then all of a sudden, it's just Damian Harris time. Yeah, and this is a two-game slate, and I've seen a lot on Jock Market. You are really trying to isolate touchdowns. Like, it vaults you up the board to such a place. The way that the payout structure works, for those who aren't familiar, you go from, like, 25 to 20 to 18. There's just a certain structure that it follows, and getting a touchdown just builds your floor up so much. So uh, looking at the Saturday market and looking at the projections we have for that, you alluded to the $9.09 that you have there for Damian Harris, and it makes a lot of sense that in one of these scenarios where they start moving the ball down, get invested quickly, because as soon as that spikes, you're not going to be getting him at a discount. And, you know, in garbage time, I'm not saying Bolden's going to be on the field the entire time. I think Stevenson's probably the guy who gets mixed in as well. But if Damian Harris isn't the guy who gets the first score, but they get up, I'm still thinking Damian Harris gets the bulk of the carries here and any kind of a positive game script for New England. So that is going to be a guy that I think could be undervalued. I mean, look at it. Look how many guys are, are ahead of Damian Harris, who is, for all intents and purposes, the, the running back you would project to have the most snaps out of anybody on that team. And he's only, what, $1.50 behind Devin Singletary? He's way down from some of the pass catchers here on a PPR site like Jack Markets. So yeah. I'm looking at Damian Harris as a guy where you can get isolated touchdowns. You could probably get him in the pregame IPO phase at a little bit of a discount as it is. But then he makes probably the most volatile play uh, from that entire game in terms of in-game playing, because you got to be very hyper aware of what that game script is. All right. So on the Saturday slate here, let's work in reverse with mm-hmm. the quarterbacks, right? Because the top three guys projected and real, or not even projected so much, but the top three guys, when it comes to the fair IPO value that you're paying Allen Burrow Carr. So let's work in reverse with Mac Jones. He's significantly lower from both a projection to Burrow and Allen, not too much lower, by the way, only about a three point less projection from he to Derek Carr and a $2 difference in the fair IPO for Carr versus three plus for the other two guys. I think the most obvious game scenario here, and look, it doesn't mean that you're jumping on it, but it just means that this would be the most obvious scenario where you could jump in on Mac Jones in game would be Mm -hmm. the bills get up. And then all of a sudden they have to throw and you kind of cross your fingers and hope that Mac Jones isn't the reason why the game ends. So at $12 and six cents with a 15 point projection pre game, it may be enough Eric for you to stay away. And if that's the case, I wonder what in game would bring you back. Yeah. It's interesting because he has seen more of uh, passing volume. I did a show. um, I believe it was yesterday morning. I did with Matt Kajewski where we went over our first impressions of, everything that existed in terms of some other sites and and where they're kind of landing. I think on jock market, you talk about standard deviations from the mean and range of outcomes. And you have like a bell curve, 68% of your range of outcomes within one standard deviation, then to 95, 99.7 on the outlier script, like Matt Jones, it is so hard for me to find him in like a, like that third, three standard deviations away from the mean. It's so hard to see him really outperforming, um, any of these quarterbacks in a spot where they aren't getting way, way down. Because in any kind of a game script where New England's up, you're, he's not going to be the reason why. He's just not. Like, it's, yeah. it's proven that that's the case. So you're looking at such a, like such a small window to really find him to be the ceiling performance. Now, that being said, 
you know, there's a reason that you have higher projections on guys like Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase um, than like Derek Carr. Well, Joe Mixon for sure is projected two points higher, but yet the fair value for Derek Carr is $14.09. That's because the floor is so built into him. Like, I don't know if the floor is built into a Mac Jones at $12.06. He's going to just be a stay away from me on jock market. I'm so much more inclined. If I'm going to be spending $14 or $12 for a quarterback, I want to get to Derek Carr at least. I think it's just such an easy stay away on this Saturday slate. Let other people try to make the Mac Jones play just simply because I don't see that range of outcomes really being something where he can outperform the other guys and take it to a place where you're going to get that $25 or $20 a share the way that Josh Allen, like Josh Allen in come from behind mode is awesome. Josh Allen in a game that win by 21 is awesome. You can't say that like remotely close about Mac Jones. No, but we can talk about Burrow and Carr both yes. in the light of, hey, if their team is down, whichever guy is down, it's just start throwing like Steph pulls up, like just just yeah. throw left <laughs> and right. No conscious, especially right, right. Burrow. And I guess I could say especially Carr at this point. Both guys would be throwing without a conscious. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the obvious play. Of course, you're going to have to deal with the field because if I'm bringing it up, then chances are a lot of the public has already identified that. So maybe there's a sharper angle to play Burrow and Carr for you. Yeah, I think playing Burrow and Carr, I mean, obviously they're not the Josh Allen with the built-in rushing floor, but Joe Burrow is literally 18 cents behind Josh Allen. Do you know why? Because the guy is throwing the ball like an absolute monster. I do think in the playoffs here right now, we're looking at Joe Mixon, and that's just such a hard thing for me to get away from. The nice thing, is that Joe Mixon starting to see quite a bit of receiving volume. They're not really mixing in Samaj P. Ryan as much in any kind of these passing game situations. I mean, it has been a healthy allotment of targets here. Eight, six, the last two games here for Joe Mixon as they've come down the stretch. So I am looking at investing in, in some Joe Mixon in jock market. He's going to be probably my highest owned running back, I would say by far for the weekend. So I'm looking at him as, as somebody that I want to get to quite a bit. And I think that his projection, I mean, obviously it's more volatile than a quarterback will be, but Joe Burrow makes an actual nice pairing where you just think that they're going to put up points against Vegas. And looking at these defenses that exist in the playoffs, I believe according to PFF, it's the only defense that's outside of the top 10 here right now, 12 um, uh, from the, from the AFC side here that we're looking at, like, that's just a weak, weak defense, the Bengals on the other side, 21st. So they're atrocious on the other side as well, but at home, Playoff scenario, uh, I think everything's kind of trending in the right direction for Joe Burrow to really, really have a big game here. Let's look at a couple of receivers here on this Saturday slate. Our projections will be up for Sunday. We're going to just look at it under the guise of jock market before we get out of here and, and kind of look at some game flows for the Sunday games, even Monday, and kind of get Eric's view on what to do with certain yeah. players that he's identified. But we have everything up here, at least for the Saturday slate. So let's look at receivers. We just mentioned a couple. Oh, actually, you know what? Before that, I'm sorry. Josh Allen is the chalk, right? Yeah. You're, the, you're the doctor. You have a medical degree in chalk, all right? So how do you approach Allen here? Because, look, he's got the highest – Fair IPO price at $15.97. He's going to be the highest projected quarterback. He has the built-in run. Even if they're up by 14 to 17 points, it doesn't mean that they'll simply just hand the ball off to Singletary or Moss. He still could be involved running the football, even in a rare pass attempt. So it's hard to just ignore that he's going to have his hands all over this football game, but he's such a public popular option. Yeah, for me, if I'm going to be getting a guy like Joe Burrow, 
I'm going to be investing in Jamar Chase and T. Higgins on the other side. I need to kind of get shares of each, mainly because T. Higgins can outperform Joe Burrow just from a PPR sense. Or same thing can be said about Jamar Chase, who has more big game up, like just big play upside than we've seen out of any other wide receiver, perhaps this entire season. Uh, for sure, the highest ceiling, biggest game we've seen on the board. So uh, I need to kind of make that investment. But Josh Allen, he's kind of a standalone amazing play under any circumstances. And one could argue, yeah, you probably want to pair him with Stefan Diggs and get shares of each. I'm more inclined to say that you can play Josh Allen and scatter shot down the board with the likes. I Cole Beasley's not somebody that I'm too high on. That snap count has really, really been fluctuating in a meaningful way. Gabriel Davis, more dollars, $6.80. I'm looking at trying to like maybe have an absolute punt pairing with him. Maybe not to like the Isaiah McKenzie's of the world or something on this Saturday slate. I don't think we need to get foolish here with our money but you Josh Allen with Sanders say that again could you middle it with Sanders you could but I mean Sanders is dinged up I don't know what that snap count's going to look like he's not on the injury list anymore that came out this morning uh that he was practicing in full and ready to go here and there's going to be no injury designation but that doesn't mean that he's 100 percent. it just means right. that they're saying you know we're cautioned to the win it's the playoffs time let's go <laughs> right. yeah saddle up partner um but Josh Allen I'm under $16. I mean, you're basically drawing to three spots uh, yeah. in terms of, you know, he's got to go for a pretty big performance. And there's a number of pass catchers and such that can go off there. But with Joe Burrow, I think he's kind of the guy that I'm looking at, at getting more than one guy paired with shares. If I'm going to invest in Josh Allen, you can just invest in Josh Allen and move on with your day. If uh, So let's look at the receivers from an individual slash stacking standpoint mm -hmm. here at Jock Market. It, the conventional wisdom would say if you're playing burrow you're playing chase you're getting to chase yeah. you're getting to both of these guys if you wanted to counter then you could open up the higgins and boyd even double stack at that point or work it and we might as well throw in this guy these guys because they catch passes as well i mean you could even work in like an uzoma who we mm -hmm. have fairly high as far as the projection pretty surprised that he's even over a, a Knox and and henry but you can look at uzoma and you know boyd as like the super counter to the popular stack or you could just go chalk here and, and take burrow higgins and maybe or part of me burrow chase and a combo of other guys yeah the thing with uzoma i mean you have such a tight concentration of targets to that wide receiver position with higgins chase and boyd it's really hard for that other guy to come along for the ride like cj uzoma is actually higher than dawson knox dawson knox after a really really hot start to the season they started phasing in a little bit more Gabriel Davis than Isaiah McKenzie and the relief of Gabriel Davis. Like there's so many of these guys that can really step up and, and be that secondary option behind Stefan Diggs for Buffalo that it's yeah. just a little bit more difficult. Plus Josh Allen adds a lot with his legs. They generally have been and relying more on Devin Singletary in the running game. They have a semblance of the running game for the first time in a long time. So it makes it harder for me to look at somebody like Uzoma and be like, I need to go out of my way and invest him. He's got to be like the quick trigger finger that you would need to have in the event that they're in the red zone. You see a ball basically targeted at him and you need to like click the button in real time as fast as possible. I don't know any other way that I'd really want to invest in a guy like CJ Uzoma. I do like Hunter Henry. I will say Hunter Henry, probably a little bit more intriguing for me as a play than what it is for probably most other people here this weekend. I think okay. in a game that they need to move the ball, they're going to, obviously try to run it as much as possible like that's going to definitely be more towards that first game that they played more of the game script and you know the elements aren't going to agree with them as much so they're going to need to have some semblance of a passing game and 
I just feel like these short route Hunter Henry throws that they had towards the end of that game against Miami in come from behind fashion, again, against Indianapolis, come from behind, uh, come from behind fashion. A lot of these losses, these close losses, he's gone really, really bonkers. Um, we've, we've seen some like decent eight, six target share games uh, over the course of this season. I think I'm more inclined to go to him than Uzoma, just simply because if Uzoma does not score, we haven't seen 10 fantasy points out of him since week seven. So he's such a, such a tough buy in a spot like jock market where you really need a tight end to outperform their projection. My right, final couple of minutes here. I, I want to shift and get your thoughts here on a couple of guys. Maybe you've identified on the Sunday slate, even into mm-hmm. Monday, but probably just the Sunday slate since we have those three games. I'll, I'll give you one okay. and it kind of reverts back to the start of the season, but quick question for you. All right. Don't think too hard on it. it you don't have to go too deep. <laughs> by any means on this, but last question for you about receivers on the Saturday slate, a team is down whenever uh, ever of the four teams you're looking at, who is the one guy you want to go to with their team being down 10 plus points? Uh, Probably T Higgins. If I'm picking one guy, I mean, I think he's the best player out of the group. Like you can is incredible. And we saw two years ago. I mean, He'd be like your quote unquote go-to, but I mean, Josh Allen can make things happen himself. And right. Stefan Diggs is in a phenomenal situation. He was great in Minnesota. I'm not trying to besmirch him, but <laughs> I just think T Higgins is such a monster. You can just throw the ball up to him. They have thrown the ball up to him in so many jump ball scenarios. He reminds me a lot of like an AJ Green who could just do things yeah. in different capacities than other guys on the field. And Jamar Chase is a little bit of speedster you know, better as a route runner now and, and explosive beyond all comparison. But T Higgins is like the guy that if you had to give me one player to make one play, uh, I'm going to go to him. All right. So Sunday, we could easily see Jalen Hurts revert back to who he was at the start, really first half of the season, yeah. which is take advantage of soft defenses in the second half, specifically the fourth quarter and turn into a DFS monster. Well, Prepare for that because I think the Bucs are going to come out. Again, I have the Eagles plus nine simply because of that scenario I just laid out. So he would be a guy that I would tell people to start looking at, especially if their team is down 7, 10, 13 points. It's not just going to be him throwing the football. There'll be some great opportunities for him to take advantage of soft defenses and run, pick up 30, 40 yards on the ground, which he was able to do in the first half of the season. Do you have anybody that you're looking at on Sunday that you wanted to mention kind of from a similar standpoint of either pre in the IPO phase E or just simply looking at game flow. Yeah. So the tight end position on Sunday, I think is kind of the most fascinating. We have Travis Kelsey, Rob Gronkowski, George Kittle, Dalton Schultz, Dallas Goddard, Pat Fryermuth. I don't think you need to play any tight end or roster or, or invest in any tight end unless you see them catch a touchdown and you're able to snipe it quickly on jock market. There's no reason that you should be playing any other tight end. But, you know, looking at some of the wide receivers, you obviously have Debo, Tyreek, Mike Evans, like a, a number of guys there, but the tight end position is loaded. Yeah. And I mean, loaded for a three-game slate. And yet my favorite one out of all of them is Dallas Goddard. Yes. So I'm looking at Dal- Dallas Goddard being the sole reason. If they're going to be competitive, and as you said, they opened as nine-point dogs, it's moved to eight and a half. You know, you pay attention to this line movement in the playoffs. I don't know about Cyril Grayson. I don't know exactly what the schematics are going to be here for Philadelphia, but they've definitely been much more uh, capable of stopping the run here of late. And I think that that bodes well, Leonard Fournette. I don't know what they're going to get out of him. They're going to try to play him as much as possible in relief here, especially with no Ronald Jones there now that he's doubtful here for this week. But I think Dallas Goddard is going to be the make or break piece of my lineups and investing in jock market. 
with all of these other premier names, I don't think people understand how much attention Dallas Goddard gets on the, when he's on the field here for oh, Philadelphia. Yeah. We've seen seven, nine, six targets in three of his last four. Massive, massive red zone share here. I think against Tampa Bay, where it is very difficult to run the football to begin with, and that's what Philadelphia is going to try to do anyway. I don't think they're going to be successful at it. I think they're going to realize very quickly the advantage that they have by using Dallas Goddard coming out of some of the play action, coming out of some scenarios where Jalen Hurts will still be able to make plays happen with his legs uh, just on the, on the fly. I think that that'll be their most effective way to run the football. But Dallas Goddard is just going to be a monster come Sunday. I don't see any way that Tampa Bay can really slow him down. And if Philadelphia is smart, they're going to rely on him a ton. I'm going to have a ton of him on Jock Market. Absolutely. Tyler in our chat here saying how he's a 10 point minimum lock each week. I, I don't know outside of like a play that specifically calls for Jalen Hurts to mm -hmm. hand off to Jalen Rager or just throw a quick wide receiver screen to Quez Watkins. I don't know of a play that they've ran this year, a passing play, Eric, that they've ran this year where Dallas Goddard is not either the first or second progression. Like he should he, be number one. And Devonta yeah. Smith is well, useful. He's the other guy. Yeah. Devonta Smith is very, very useful, but that just opens Goddard up more opportunity. Yeah. Goddard is a machine. Uh, what about shout out Mark? South Dakota, South Dakota uh, State Jackrabbits. That's go. why. Yes. My dude. Let's that's go. why. Was he in that golf tournament too? I heard no. he could swing a stick. Oh, Kenny. I did not know. Just South Dakota State Jackrabbits. No big deal. You guys don't Got all know. Got South Dakota. We don't know everybody. Jesus. 500,000 people in the state. Something like that. That's a lot of folks. <laughs> At Eric Leave me alone. It's like the size of Burbank. <laughs> at Eric Linquist on Twitter at Shander show for me. Thanks to Tyler for producing. Look, take advantage of so much stuff here, right? This jock market promo code. Awesome. will match your first deposit up to $50. We have some cool premium tools that are available to you free today. So the NBA main slate ownership projections and NHL player rankings, both free to you. Eric is an NHL machine. So make sure you're following him on Twitter give you some tips on that super wild is now active as well that one dollar nfl express weekly pass that you can take full advantage of just use our promo code super wild s-u-p-e-r s-u-p-e-r right is that what i said mm -hmm. you okay. guys it sounded like it was something different as i said that super wild yes super wild all right is what you put in at checkout and it's an awesome deal that you're only going to get through monday that's this monday e i appreciate you brother we all do thank you sir Every and time we'll be back next week. When are you back? I'll be back here uh, this afternoon. Coming back for NBA Live Before Lock. I'll be doing the NBA Slate Starter Podcast. Going to be sweating golf here. Got a lot of Mark Leishman coming up in the afternoon. Uh, go check out some of the golf jock market stuff too. So much fun. They're doing like a $250 free to play thing every single week. Check that out. Lots and lots of fun if you want to get your feet wet on jock market. Hit that thumbs up button, please, if you haven't already. Uh, and subscribe on your way out and have a great rest of your day.